Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ladder Talk podcast. This episode, we're bringing you an interview with Mary and Chris Troniak of Highland Spring Soap Company, based up in Cranbrook, British Columbia in Canada. We'll talk about some of the challenges that they've faced since starting their artisan soap and skincare journey, soap-based formulations, fragrance, and what we can expect to see in the future. Now, on to the episode. To the the whole wet shaving genre, we started out as as just a a farmers market type setup, you know, where we were selling hand soap and some you know skincare products. And the shaving soap was was something that just sort of evolved. There was never really a a business plan for that per se. It was like, geez, hun, can you make me some some shave soap that I can use and and that's what I use, right? So we thought, well, you know, being very new to it, I mean, I had no idea there was the community out there that, that there is. And uh, so we started making some soap. And then, you know, we, we had a website. It was selling fairly well at the farmer's markets. Uh, so we thought, well, you know what? Let's try and go online and see what happens. So it was very much just grown from there. Um, but very, very steep learning curve, you know, as we got into it and found a few Facebook groups, things of that nature, and started to watch some of the social media, it was very obvious that, you know, I had no idea what what was out there. You know, the amount, the quality, the, you know, what people were after in general uh, was and is still a big learning curve for us, you know. In terms of scent and presentation, packaging, all the stuff that goes with it, right? Yes. As I don't know if you know, but if you know, I am a chemistry. Mm-hmm. That okay. is my profession. I went when I was teenager, no more, but I, when I was teenager, <laughs> I went to the college. I am from Cuba, and I went to the college there for chemistry. And there I just work in lab science for a while. And that is what I really like. I like all the chemistry, how I can make own products. For I made all the products for Scratch. That is really what I like to decide what is what I want to put in the products, make my own recipe. People think, that, for example, when you make a recipe is put there and no, is when you make the recipe is all recipes start for 100% and you need device for every ingredients, you know, and to me is what I love to do. Basically, I am the tester okay. yes. for a lot of product um, and you give her feedback and, you know, I'm learning as I go with it too from, from Mary and, but it's very much, she's, Yes, but you help a lot. He made all help a lot with all. You know, when we start, we have packing problem. You know, then people expect one thing, and we are farmer market. People in the farmer market they want more natural products, more that kind of products. In the wet shaving community, I found that they buy for the eyes. They yeah. see how it looks, 
the presentation of the proud, and that is fine, that is good because that is life. And we learn now that with one wet shaver, he said, your proud is beautiful, I love it, but mm -hmm. can you share the labor for one and see how that works? Mm -hmm. And that was, oh yeah. my God, big job. Yeah. Wow. So in our area, we're in a fairly small area, guys, and, and you know, it's uh, very much a rural type community. So, you know, the farmer's market is, is here for so what Mary's getting at. You know, they don't even like to see something in a plastic wrapper or, you know, uh, everything very plain in presentation, brown paper if possible. And, you know, so this was our audience, right? And, and then moving out into the, obviously onto the internet was a whole different uh, experience and of course the expectation being more upscale and and more professional if you will so yeah that was a, a big learning curve it was wonderful because i really really love how it looks all our pras the kudney blue and the labor and Havana vieja and i love it because it is to represent my country you know and the tobacco is nice you know the labels are great because I think they're very, they're very scenic, uh, and and it it matches uh, Kootenai Blue and and Havana. <laughs> and Gerard's holding it right now for uh, <laughs> for the it's listeners there. at home. Yeah, and I, I, it's, it's it's just great because I think you're looking at it, you're getting ready for your shave, and already there's a great mental picture to kind of get you, you know, get you in the right mindset of what you're about to experience. Right. And and I think you're right. It just adds to the overall presentation. Some of the challenges of, around being a small maker are just that, though. You know, you, you go out in, in your sort kind of source packaging, labeling, you know, and a lot of the expectations from these printers and or packaging suppliers is that you're willing to buy 10,000 pieces of something. And and of course, you're out of luck if you don't. So your your selection's limited for your budget, your needs aren't being met i mean that is improving i think uh in general where we're finding some suppliers that are willing to deal smaller numbers i mean the price obviously comes in with that they they charge more but it gives us a little more flexibility anyway and, and i think we're we're getting more comfortable with that and, and able to uh source what we think looks better you know definitely been a change for sure you know and and the small bit stuff is Generally, kind of not what you're looking for, you know, very, uh, not an upscale look at all. So, yeah, that's been a, sourcing a lot of that's been been tough, but I think we're on track now. So, that's been a good uh, step forward for sure. Do you design your own labels and packaging? Yes. Uh, believe it or not, like, you know, and I'm no, <laughs> I'm no uh, computer guy when it comes to illustrations or anything. So those are just basically some stock images that we've found and, and used. I do have a printer that does them. So he'll make some adjustments to them as we see fit. But I, I do the rough draft on them and then kind of the placement of them. And, and then we go from there. Very nice. That uh, is gonna. We have an upcoming release probably later in the spring here that we've uh, we've had a, another artisan design a label for us. So that one will be interesting. Is uh, it's a first for us to have used somebody else's you know skill set for that. So uh, as far as the the scent and and everything, that's all going to be you. It's just simply the label that you're. Yeah, that's right. The, I've done that scent, and it's been 
you know, quite a, a long time. It's, it's sort of a fougier type, but typically it takes me quite a while. I mean, I, we're not perfumers. I mean, it's something we work with and try to do our best with it. You know, when we're buying sort of stuff off the shelf and mixing it up and trying to make something of your own, you know, so that's a huge, huge learning. And to be honest, quite frustrating at times. It's, you know, a lot of tries and, and a lot of fails too, right? And then you get the odd one that comes out okay. Uh, hopefully this one, I think, you know, is maybe somewhat polarizing in the sense that not everybody's a Fougier fan, but I think this one is is pretty tame and it's uh, it's a likable, wearable, everyday kind of scent, you know. That, that's generally what we try to do. There's nothing too exotic, but... You know, having said that, we we've had a bit of a departure with that with the uh, with the Eclipse release with Australian Private Reserve, as you know. Um, so that was the first time we've done that in terms of of having someone do that for us. Yeah, actually, I would love to hear, Chris. How how did that collaboration happen? How did you connect with Dan from uh, from APR? So that looked a lot like just reaching out to some people on Instagram and saying, you know, we reached out to a few perfumers one-on-one, never really got much of a response. Um, So it seemed like it was maybe something that was, was hard to make a connection on. Um, So we started asking around uh, just one-on-one with some of our followers and people we've talked to regularly. And uh, Dan's name came up repeatedly. So I thought, well, maybe it's worth you know, a shot. We'll see what this, he seems like he's got a popular product and such. So, so yeah, we just contacted him and it went from there. It was really a simple process. Um, again, new to us. I mean, I think some are more complicated than others depending who you deal with and what the rights are to what, you know, the scent and the name and so on. So Dan was very uh, accommodating that way. It was just sort of a, you know, what you, when you guys are done paying me, this is yours to do with whatever you like. And, you name it, you can keep the scent. It's yours. So that that fit. Um, we were just looking for a real dark cologne type scent, you know, something that I've struggled with making myself and finally just sort of put it on the back burner for now, you know, and, and I thought, well, here's the time to try to put something like that out. Now that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that was your first release in the tallow base. Is that correct? Now, so previous, like, you know, Kootenay Blue, Ravani Vieja, a lot of the other scents were all in a, in a vegan or vegetal base. Yes. And um, any particular reason on going tallow or you can kind of expand on uh, and things like that? As you know, I, we render our tallow. Mm-hmm. We buy our tallow, we buy for a farmer, then and we run there is a big process. Stay time, you know, but I really I, I'm really happy with the result of the soap because when I made the recipe, I buy some tallow for a company, for one company that sell tallow, and I don't like how was the result of the soap was greasy my our son and Chris they use and they don't like how feel after and to me I know what is tallow 
and that tallow that I bought looks more large. Mm. Yeah. No hard. Tallow is very, very hard. And that one was some kind of large and was not what I want. And I said, no, I need to render the tallow. And after that, I rounded the tallow and made the recipe and all working on is Christopher said, oh no, this is what we wanted. We don't want that tallow. And now we start to buy more tallow and run there more to we can have more in the freezer. Yeah, yes. I think I think the departure there was just strictly an experiment, you know. I mean you you have your, your crowd that really swears by the tallow and others, you know, obviously like the vegan style. So it was it was a learning curve, you know, number one, can can we do it? You know, let's see if we're you know, you're testing your skills out a bit, I guess, there and saying, well, let's start from scratch and build our own formula right from rendering the fat right up through. So, yeah, that was, that took us quite a while, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so there was the challenge of it. Then there's the, you know, the opinions and, and the likes and dislikes of the folks that are buying too, right? So, you know, we've heard numbers from certain suppliers where, you know, say tallow will outsell vegan five to one or seven to one or three to one or whatever it is. And said, okay, fine. Let's test the waters and see what's, what's out there really. I mean, for me personally, I don't find in the performance, a huge difference in at least our vegan base and our towel. I mean, I enjoy them both. I think they both have their own sort of unique characteristics, but you know, from a for me to say that I think that our tallow outperforms our vegan, I'm not sure that's a thing. You know, for me, um, but there are a lot of folks that, that prefer it. So, I guess it gives us the flexibility to uh, to market to both crowds. You know, uh, for the record, I think they're both excellent. Uh, you know, I shaved with Eclipse, and I was actually very I was very surprised at how easy Eclipse is to just develop and lather, you know, like I think some people are, you know, a lot of shavers are finicky depending on their, like their, their, the type of water that they have, or just maybe how much they load onto their brush and things like that. But for me, I was just like, this is just really, really like nice and easy to use. Um, Yeah. We're, cause we strive for that in both bases that it's not something that, you know, I'm kind of a no fuss sort of guy. So when I go into, it's not that I don't enjoy building a ladder or doing any of that, but I certainly don't want something that's, let's say challenging to use. I mean, I think you should be able to pick this up and use it no matter who you are. Level of experience, you know, the brush you're using, the water. Um, We're fortunate enough that we test here with some fairly hard water. So, you know, I have a confidence level when it's going out that, Unless it's something highly unusual, it's probably going to be fine. You know, it's really quick because I, I don't. I I should have probably done my research a little bit more. Are you guys located in British Columbia or? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I mean, I knew that I looked up that Kootenay, you know, is over mm-hmm. there in yeah. the the eastern end of the province. That's so. Right. So they they have the east and the west Kootenays. We're we're on the eastern border of the mountain range, so they consider us the east Kootenays, right? So that's yeah. That's where we are. You guys, what That's kind it. you like more? You want more the vegan for yourself, vegan or tallow? John, you want to take this or? Yes, 
Well, Mary, uh, that's a conversation and a debate that we uh, have had, you know, uh, with other guests before. And uh, me and Gerard, actually, I, I think we're very much on the same page in that a soap, whether it's vegan or tallow, right, we, neither of us discriminate against, against it. We're, uh, if it performs, it performs. Sure, everyone has their preferences, but we've, came, we've come across some truly excellent ones. I, I actually, when I first tried, uh, JB sent me samples uh, of, your, of your soap, and that's the first time I ever tried it. And you know, I, I was just very, very happy with it. I think around then, a few reviews came out. I think uh, Rudd Shaves uh, had done an early review uh, at that point too. So you know, I definitely counted it uh, amongst you know, some of the best uh, uh, vegan or vegetable-based soaps out there. It, it might, I wonder if it's just a matter of getting over some of the early vegan vegetal soaps and that had, I don't know, maybe they're more drying or harder to work with. Maybe <laughs> we had to get over that perception. I, I think I agree. And, and that just comes from uh, a bit of research on my part and, and hearing comments. You know, I don't think, you know, I can say that we were really part of the community when some of those earlier releases were out, but I've, I've heard that before. And when I look at the soaps mentioned, um, some, not all, you know, maybe looking at the ingredients, we're, we're very good from a skincare perspective, but maybe not so much from a lathering perspective. So <clears throat> I think that there's probably some truth to that. I've not had a chance to try some of those, but um, in our own experimentation, we've always, you know, strive for the good skincare aspect of post shave is very important to me. I have really sensitive skin. So for me, you know, if I can get away with not using any aftershaves and things of that nature after a shave, I'm, I'm better off, you know. But I guess in having done some research into that, you start to learn and you, you're blending some of these butters and stuff to give you that. And, and that could kill your soap, you know, really, as far as from a lather perspective and ease of lathering. So, yeah, it's it's a learning process for sure. Like, your intentions are good to start out, you know, you're going to build this really luxurious soap that, doesn't work so you know it, it's uh getting back to what gerard was saying focusing back towards that, that balance okay it's got to lather easy it's got to give you a good lather i mean it, there's a lot to it to be honest and and you're always kind of sacrificing something for the other as you're changing this and and uh you know in the end you hope to have a good balance of it all yeah to kind of maybe chime in on on john's comment i am very much the same way that good soap is good soap it doesn't matter whether it is vegan or tallow. Um, even if like, if I uh, happen to pick up a new soap from a new company that I'm not quite familiar with, you know, um, I experiment with how much I load, how much water I'm using, because you can get, you know, you can, w when some people will say, oh, tallow performs better than vegan, well, you can under hydrate a tallow soap and get a lesser, uh, you know, a pretty bad lather as opposed to properly hydrating say a vegan soap and you would just have a better experience you know that way too so um yeah i i think for the most part you know good soap is good soap i i think we're in kind of in um and I, I may have mentioned this in a previous episode of ours like that i think we're kind of in a time where people are just putting out excellent products all around you don't we don't you know as a, a consumer there's not a lot, you know, we can really complain about. Like, if any complaints, it's just like nitpicking at this point um, on on performance. So, you know, 
that that's that's just me but um yeah i mean we're we're very much uh, i think a little bit spoiled nowadays as far as products just compared to say five years ago well there there's definitely just a huge uh market there and i to be honest you know i'm not a guy that's going to tell you i've tried every soap out there but i mean of all the names you hear regularly uh and the ones i have tried i mean they're, they're all just fantastic you're right it's really hard to say that well you know here's a bad one but like you say is giving it some time and and working with the product too you know it's i find that when using a new soap and even a change in a brush, you know, going from my synthetic, say, to a badger or, you know, I got to readjust again. And, you know, I typically like to just play with them till I break the lather. And then, you know, I learn that sort of breaking point and, and go from there, you know, because you can get it to these soaps to where they're just, you know, most of them do take a lot of water, I find. And, and you can get them right up so they're just super slick and beautiful, but then you're starting to lose some cushion and, so in order to understand all that and properly rate the soap, I think you're, you know, you're going to have to spend some time with it. You know, this one or two shaves, I guess it's okay if for someone to rate something out that quickly, but um, those are the things we face as a maker, you know, people get it in their hands and they may not be happy with the first shave and it's like, and they're not afraid to say it, but I think that's for us where the ease of lathering, trying to build that into the product because hopefully you don't get that bad experience with. And lather is too with brushes. When I lather for my shave, I, if I use a badger brush or synthetic brush, it's different. It's different. I found mm -hmm. that the buyer go in the soap and the mm -hmm. synthetica is out. I don't know if everybody has the same thing. Mary, what's what's your preference as far as what kind of knot you use? It depends. Okay. It depends because to me for buyer, I like more if I want to more affoliation, you know? And if I want more smooth, I want syn synthetic. Okay. Chris, do you, do you have a preference as far as brush type? No, I'm, I'm opening up more and more to it all the time, you know, and I used to do just strictly the face lathering and I've changed that up. And with that, you know, I think the appreciation for the other brushes comes in and, and to be honest, uh, it's just sort of for whatever mood I'm in now, but I enjoy them all. And, and you know, the synthetics I've really, really come to like, um, the few that I do have, you know, I'm not a, a real big brush collector, but the ones I do have uh, work so well. And, and when I'm in a hurry going to work or doing something, you know, they just work really fast and well, there's no finicky fooling around, you know, it just happens. So it's uh yeah, I like them all, but I, I'm, I'm partial to badger. I like the look, I like the feel, I like, you know, so I guess out of all those, I, I have the most badger brushes of anything, but I do have some boring synthetic. So. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, and uh, the increase, increase in the farmer market too, you see those people. I am the only in this area that may uh, chase soap. And people, when they come to the table and they want to talk about the shaving, I say, oh my God, it's so good. Welcome to the wet shaving community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's exciting, you know. But I guess, you know, from a utilitarian sort of view, these guys that are used to doing this in the shower with a lady pick or whatever the heck they're using there, I mean, it's a hard sell because they see the price and it's like, oh, oh, why would I do that, you know? Say, well, give it a try, you might find out. But yeah, so they're looking at, well, I'm not spending $25 on a soap when I'm just do this, right? Yeah, but the thing is, and some people say that, $25 on a soap, but... Oh my God, the soap can you can have one soap for more than six months, depending on how you shave, yeah. and it's long time. Yeah, we like to think there's some value there, but you know, I mean, it, yeah. to people that aren't aren't to say, it, I guess I really, I really like when he he shaving because it can has its own time and relax and. Because life is so short that you need to enjoy and relax. And to me, make the ladder and shave it, that is relax. I, I agree. It's, it could be meditative if you want it to be, or yeah. at least, it's, yeah, you slow down your day, right? Whether you shave at night, shave in the morning, you have a little bit of me time. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that was definitely an appeal for, uh, for, for me getting into it. Uh, I should, uh, I had a question about before we leave the topic of the before uh, vegan versus tallow. So mm-hmm. uh, Mary and Chris going forward, then are you offering like, if there's a new scent that comes out in, in one base, is it like always going to be in, uh, in the vegan base or if, you know, if the scent comes out in tallow, it'll permanently stay that way. Well, that's a good question, you know, and, and we've been asked that several times since, the discussion has come up and, and since the switch, um, well, I won't even call it a switch because we are still doing both. I think the next couple you're going to see are going to be tallow just as so we can kind of bring that line up to speed. Um, but we are already getting asked for sure. Well, Hey, are you doing Havana in a, in a tallow? We want, we want a tallow. So I think, you know, if it comes to that, it, you may see us just sort of migrate over to tallow if there's not much demand for the vegan anymore. I think it's there's going to be a trial period here, though, where we watch sales and just see, you know, what those results look like. And, and it's not that we would never build. We can make both because I enjoy the vegan too. We can I'm make not, both. I'm not saying we're not. We can make <laughs> Lots of people, yeah. oh, you can you make a Vanna Vieja in Tallow? And I say to Chris, okay, we can wait for an, our new release. We work it in one sand and it's beautiful and I love it. And we'll be in Tallow and I am so excited for that. 
I think that will be for the end of March. I hope so. We see how the guy for labor working. Might be me. <laughs> so, but yeah. the new release will yeah. be entitled. And it depends on the money. Some people ask, oh, can you make some existing soap in Talo? We can make two. Yeah, we do do that. We have customers, you know, they'll ask and say, geez, could you make us an unscented soap or a, and we'll do that one-on-one -on -one with people if that's what they like, you know, if they have some allergy issues or things of that nature, we, we have no trouble filling those types of orders. So there'll always be, you know, whatever you want, I guess, available. It's not, not going to be, I, I don't think you'll see where we're selling the one, but I think for a while I want to play with the towel some more and get some more of it out there and uh, get some people exposed to that. And then I guess we'll just kind of go from there. It's uh, we we, it's always a wait and see game, you know. And you, when no matter what you're talking about, you put out another scent, and you're just sort of sitting there waiting to see what everybody's going to say, you know. And and you're not going to get everybody, but you know, I guess we always try to make it a, something that most people could use or would enjoy. I need yeah. to say to the farmer, I not I need more cow. I need more fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is, that is the one drawback for us. And it's not that we don't enjoy it, but production is slowed. You know, not that we're, I'm not trying to put out impressions here that we put out hundreds of soaps, but <clears throat> you know, the background work to get the tallow up to the point where you can make a soap out of it. Uh, you know, we're looking at three to four renderings and then some, some washing and stuff to get, so we don't have an animal smell to the soap. So Long story short, it's it's very labor intensive versus, you know, the vegan, we can use a palm oil or something that's a pre-made product, you know, and you put it in and off you go. So it's, uh, there's a big impact for us there. Um, but again, I think it's worth it. it. It turned out to be what we think is a better product than what we were trying to experiment with commercially available stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's it's new to us and it's a lot of work, but I think... I'm it's liking worth, it. I'm it's liking worth it. because I enjoy when I get a feedback. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to call it your own, you know. Like, I really sort of value that when we try to be original in a lot of things we do, which is hard when there's a lot of product, right? Um, so it's almost like there isn't a scent that hasn't been done or there isn't a, you know, it's, it's there's so much there. Um, and it's nice to have at least part of it, you know, and say that, hey, that's our soap base. That's right from you know, this chunk of fat to here, that's us, not, not a, a manufacturing plant or someone. That's, so that part is, uh, is nice. I like to, we like to do everything we can in-house. Let's just put it that way. I mean, some things, well, when it comes to the scent, this one coming up, Mary's alluding to is a dupe that's coming up. We're going to try that out and see what the reaction is. You know, I mean, you see a lot of people doing it and it seems it's something recognizable, I think, for people, which makes it nice. They have an idea, maybe whether they like it or not, right off the bat. Where I can smell Chris all day with that one. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. the new one. I, you know, um, and I think John and I, like, you know, we're very much on the. Well, I'll let him answer for himself, but when it comes to like you know cologne dupes or clones or anything like that, they will sell well. Uh, but there will always be that um, group of people that are, are just, you know, like, why? It's like, 
it's, it's, it's almost easy, but sometimes, you know, if it sells, it sells, you know, like for me, if I buy the newest model of something, my newest car and three months later, there's a newer, better one out. I'm not real happy usually about that. And <clears throat> like, I missed it, you know, and I think to some degree, I don't want to create that. I want to have something come out and give people time to either decide whether they want it or not, but not have another new one up right away to say, you know, I mean, they just got this one in the mail and, Oh, here's a new, new soap base with it. It's better and improved. That's a good thing to do. I think for us, though, we'll try to keep that at a little bit of a slower pace, I guess, is what I mean there. It's always room for improvement. I just don't think for us anyway, at the speed we move with, with developing this stuff, it's really all that practical. I work full time, you know, it's uh, not something you can do day in, day out. I, I try to, when I made the recipe, I don't say that I don't, will not share, no. but we made and try to improve and every oil give different criteria, different problems for the shape soap. It's so different to make body soap than shaving soap. It's <laughs> different totally. And every product is different. And some people say, no, this soap is really good. It is close to that one. One recipe, when made the recipe is 100%. You can divide in 100 all the what you want to put in the recipe. No one recipe will be same at all when you make your own, you know? It doesn't seem like it's that, like, like you're saying, uh, you're going at a slow pace, because I think it, it is almost too fast nowadays. Like you said, you just picked up the new one, and then you're seeing the advertisement for the one that's coming out in a few weeks. Like, wait, wait a minute. I haven't even tried the, the one I just gave in the mail. So I, I, I think there's, there is a lot of that going on. And also sounds like that you guys are definitely taking in feedback, both from, so, so you're still doing the farmer's market currently or? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we yeah. actually do two or three through the summer months. <clears throat> and I mean, well, we do them year round, but they're a much slower pace during the winter. Our winter sure. markets have rolled back now to like one a month. And then we get real busy in the summer. That's our high time, you know, starting about May. Here's pretty warm in May and mm -hmm. we're moving to the outdoor markets and, and yeah, that's where we really uh, put in a lot of time, you know, and we've, I guess, you know, we have a, quite a few wholesalers in the area now too, right? So we're, so that's their busy time. And then, you know, the whole thing just kind of wraps up when we're busy, like me to, well, the new year really mm -hmm. nowadays. But yeah, I mean, it was nice sometimes to have a little bit of quiet time, to be honest. It was <laughs> like, you get into the new year, you can breathe a bit, you know, it's, uh, when it's busy, it's busy. And, and would, if you were, this is all we were doing, that would be fine. But there's other irons in the fire, as they say it. So it gets pretty hectic, but and the goal for that, the main goal starting the whole thing was to give Mary a job and then something she would do and enjoy and rather than just working 40 hours a week somewhere trying to grow in a little every year, I guess, you know, so it's, it's worked out well in that sense. I mean, yeah, I like the, I so. like uh, the skincare too. I made for the guy, the after shave bomb then I it's really good and I try mm -hmm. to make with all ingredients and they are benefit for the skin 
and lots, some people say that they don't use balm, after shave mm. balm, some people say that they use splashes. Both they are good, you know, but it depends what you like. But I can say, for example, splashes, they dry more quickly and balm is stay in your skin. Your skin absorbs all the benefits that is in, in the product. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the bombs don't seem to be as popular. I've always liked them because, you know, they're they're just better moisturizing. But you know, a lot of people don't care for any kind of cream on their face or whatever. So it's... I, I, I think it's... You know, um, I think we're kind of like in a, a unique uh, like period where uh, bombs are slowly getting more acceptance. I might as well just put it... Like right now, I was listening to um, like some friends of ours... Uh, who released their own podcast, uh, Jack and Heather from Zingari Man. Uh, well, Jack's from Carve, and they, they have a podcast where they're talking about kind of like the background, like the behind the scenes th things that you guys are talking about. But yeah, I think more and more often, you're seeing more skincare, you know, balms, um, even like um, serums and things like that for the face being popular i'd say maybe within the past six months or so i, I wouldn't you know don't throw the idea out the window yet you know um Whoa. no no i i will make it always because is is something that guy need too you know to moisturize the skin and to try to look younger too is good you know <laughs> because i always take car christopher i say to him you need to use it that will release more moist you will have more moist the thing is that the skin type for guys are different than for women correct women's if you can see we asian more early than guy it's different type of skin for women and for guys. And it is why women use more skincare products than guys. But, but in the end, you guys, we need it and you will use it. Um, I don't recall seeing any. You don't have an unscented skin balm at the moment, do you? That's coming at you right away here. We're actually going <laughs> to... Okay, there we go. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah, so, no, that's fine. It's it's coming sooner than later. As a matter of fact, I'm just probably going down for uh, labels and stuff here this week. So once we get that in hand, we'll chuck it out there. And I mean, it's obviously... Uh, I use unscented soap a lot. You know, it's a thing for me. And I've, I've never been the guy that wanted a really heavily scented soap i always thought to myself anyways was this that's the splashes job or the edt or whatever you're going to use after you know um but we, you know we put out feelers on unscented product probably i want to say that was two years ago and and we just got a resounding you know are you kidding me what would i ever buy that for and and so we just put that on the shelf you know and i thought well fair enough you know if that's not a there's no market for it. That's fine. Um, but it just shows you, I guess, you know, things do evolve and, and come around and change. And because you are seeing more talk and there's, there's more uh, artisans that have that now than ever that I've seen. And, and I guess we may as well take part in it. I mean, ours, I enjoy it. I use it a lot just for a break. You know, you get testing all these scents all the time as I mean, you start to become nose blind to that, and you know it's nice to get away from that and, and come back to it later but 
Yes, and for example, you have your favorite perfume and you want to go out to the restaurant with your wife or with your friend and you don't want, you want to have onsens bar, onsens soap and you can use the perfume and they don't interfere one to another. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would be a good option, I think. Yeah, so that one will be coming out and then we've got the new the dupe coming out, which is a, that's a Yes Men. It's a duplicate of that. That'll be in the tallow base as well. And they'll probably come out relatively close to each other, you know, within the next month here and get those on the go. And then later in the spring, I'm going to keep playing with that Fougier set of mine. It's not uh, where I want it yet, but. Yes. That'll be kind of coming down the to pipe. Us, I think for us to make the scent is the more hard part. Eh? Well, for me, it is 100%. Uh, you know, I. I, I don't think anyone would be arguing with you about that. You know, it's just, a, it's a, it, it's, it's another art form within itself. You know? It's Absolutely. another art. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, and, exactly. and I find, to be honest, the expectation, uh, I think in general, is fairly high that, that the artisan is doing, you know, the scent creating from the ground up too. And I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I can't comment for, for other makers. I, but for me, I mean, that in itself would, would take, probably half a lifetime of experience to be really good at, you know, it, it's, uh, man, there's a lot to that. And, and, and I've been studying some of it from a perfuming perspective, but it's, uh, well, I guess you're fitting that in when you can, right? It, I'm not devoting eight hours a day to it. That's for sure. And it's not going to be something I'll pick up easily. I know that. Now, is that a collaborative process between the two of you? Like you'll go, both of you will have to agree before it goes out the door or is, does someone have a little bit more voting power? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, truthfully, it's, it's, it's both of us. I think in the end, you know, that's what it comes down to. It's both of us, but I, I can say to you, you don't put this in life. But I can say to you that Got it. You know, I made a woman proud and guy proud. And when I need to study, I may try to get the, the newest product and the best product for the skincare and all that. And I asked my husband and he's, Mary, we need to put an adult set out. We need, you need to work in the guy pros. You need to work. Honey, okay, but I want to make this too. And it's take time, you know, for me. Yeah, and that may be one of the differences for us. You know, I don't know all the makers really well, but, um, you know, we have a fairly, at least for us, is a fairly wide range of product. And, and shaving is just part of that, right? So it's, like Mary said, we're busy with a lot of other stuff. And it's, it's a balancing act for sure. You see what, but I'd, I'd say this last year, we've probably put most of our efforts into the shaving just to kind of get, get up to speed, if you will. Like it was sort of, like I said, it was very shocking when we were, I was thinking, Oh my God, look at the amount of product. And, and then as you're uh, sort of finding out, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to buy all these soaps and try them because I don't want to get some sort of preconceived idea as to what we should be doing, you know? Mm, yes. And I think, that's beneficial to me anyway, because I, I can get sidetracked easily and, and I, it happens to me all the time. And there's times where I'll just have to put the social media down because you're, 
being bombarded with that, you know, and, and I tend to sort of get my thoughts going in other directions and think, well, you know, well, maybe, hey, maybe we should be doing that, you know, but I think you got to sort of stay true to yourself and, and just say, okay, what am I setting out to do here? And which direction are we going? I mean, you're probably not going to go 180 degrees from what everybody's doing, but you're certainly, I think, for me anyway, it's been this last year, I've been starting to buy these soaps up, you know, and now I got a shelf full of them. And it's like, you know, so I'm going to try Holy Con. I'm going to try these guys. I'm going to try, you know, and then you kind of see in your own mind where you truly stand and, and without feeling like you've copied someone, you know, if that makes any sense. So yeah, this last year I've, I've done a lot more with the shaving and experienced a lot more stuff, a lot more hardware, a lot more software. So yeah, it's opened up a lot for me and it's learning lots, you know, it's just really, that's what it is. It seems to me that, you know, you can look at it from two sides and you can say, well, there's the product, the market's saturated. Uh, you know, you hear that comment a lot and, and you can, pardon me, you can, and take a look at that and there's probably a lot of truth to that there there is a lot of product out there but i think what needs to happen is is the community needs to expand exactly that is what we uh, need it's not too many artisan artisan is all welcome come to make more but the thing is we need more wet shaving okay (laughs) come enjoy more the community it's better that's just my opinion, you know, I think, but I'm, I'm like you, Gerard, I mean, I think it, it's got nowhere to do but grow. I hope that it doesn't uh, take a turn for the worst, I, you know, I mean, there's obviously uh, a breaking point, I guess, for everything, but I, I would like to think that that's going to continue to be a, an upward trend, that's for sure, I mean. You're right. Yeah. It's something I think you grow into. You can always have a vision, you know, I think. And I mean, you need to, but I, I think if anybody would say that they started out with this vision and carried it right through to the end without changing or modifying anything would, would be amazing. I think, you know, you, <clears throat> you're, you're growing as you're developing all this stuff, you know, and, and so as you're growing, your vision starts to change a little bit, and at least for us. And I don't think there's this path, you know, where you, you wake up one morning and start doing something and that you just walk that path and you stay on it forever. It's, it's just really not that simple. You're, you're evolving, growing, changing. No different than kind of life itself. You know, you're, you're moving with it, right? I think if you're not, you're going to find out that you probably should have. Um, so yeah, it's, our vision was to, you know, basically provide a a good, it was pretty simple, really like a a good product that you could use every day and and not pay a fortune for and enjoy. And it was work good on your skin. Yeah. I always try to make a good quality products for me. It's important because all we sell is what we use. We use, and if I, with use, we need to make good products. I need to make it good because it's what I put in my skin. It's what I use every day. And that is my, my focus. 
is what I think more all the time is I need to make yeah. good pras. And I try to put in the market when I am happy is the product. I can make shen because we is always something improved and always a new products or sun, but I try to make good when they go out. To doesn't need to chain every week or every month say, oh, it's a new recipe. Oh, it's another new I chain this. I try to doesn't make that too much. It's You're gonna go look time. You'll go crazy if you if you do that. Okay. <laughs> yes, for yes. sure. For I think sure. you probably take some people along with you too. You know, it's uh yeah, it's just too much. And I think if you we don't wanna really sort of evolve our product on the market we want to put out the best we can at the time and and then you know as, as time goes by you you'd want to improve on that but not sort of as a no oh, i don't even know how to say it without really i don't really want to offend anybody i mean it's just that sometimes you see a lot of that development and the r d going mm -hmm. on while the products on sale and in many cases not just shaving products right you'll, you'll see that with a lot of stuff and it's I don't know, for me as a customer, I'd be frustrated with that. So it's something I try to stay away from. But there's always change. Just, I guess, how you handle it and, and when you do it, right? I mean, That's we, we don't want to keep you too much longer, but, but Chris and Mary, it was a pleasure getting to know you a little bit better, uh, to, to learn more about, you know, just kind of the inner workings of Highland Spring. I oh, appreciate it, guys. That was that's awesome. Good to yes, speak with you. Yes, thank you very much. It's very good and very nice to talk with you guys. Yeah, it's good. It was a pleasure. <laughs> just to put it out there, you know, uh, for people that you know haven't been, you know, maybe just now they're basically getting to, to know where, where can they find you? Uh, where can they where can they get your products? Yes, they can find us in Highland Spring Soap Company, Canada. Yeah. They can find us in West Coast Shaven. We are so proud that we be there. We can get it in the Razor Company in the United States too. It's a very nice company. And um, they can find out in Stonefield in Canada. Stonefield Shaving. So we're hoping to expand a bit of that this year. I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, I really want to get into pastures pharmacy just because, you know, like it's almost like you you're nobody or something to me anyway like it it's just sort of the the pinnacle i think for me you know i'm not saying that that stands true for everybody but i think that i would i would just get a kick out of it more than anything well thank you so much uh for joining us uh this this was fantastic <laughs> right on that's well, good guys appreciate you having us we have a good time okay guys okay bye okay take care guys Thank you for listening to Lather Talk. You can find all the social media links for Gerard and myself in the show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, you can help the show by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star review. We hope you'll join us for next week's episode, where we'll be talking to Sri Ram, owner and artisan behind Holy Cow. See you then.